Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Hey, welcome back to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I'm Alicia May, and today we have an amazing guest expert. Her name is Jennifer Kem. She's a strategic brand advisor to modern entrepreneurs. She's an expert at helping market your brand with inventive certainty, and she says she can smell the money in your business. <laughs> welcome, Jen. Hey, Alicia. So happy to be here. Thank you so much. I love your tagline. You can smell money in your business. Tell me more about how you came to have that as your brand message. A couple things, how that happened. I am hired by some of the biggest companies in the world, Verizon, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Oracle, a lot of high-tech companies and fashion and healthcare companies. And really it came from that because one of the executives one day said, you really know how to smell the money, like where the product is going to land and where the market wants to pick it up. And so I kind of borrowed that from my consulting work with corporations and took it into our training and development company, which is Master Brand Institute, where we help entrepreneurs not just get seen, heard, and paid, but do it using both online and offline means, especially events, which we see as a huge booster to visibility and profitability for businesses. So it kind of got given to me, if you will, from just a random project meetings that we had during a product launch for Verizon and it stuck. Part of, I think, the reason that they said that is one of my gifts, you know, everybody has their own gifts, talent, skills, and experience. And I think one of my intuitive gifts is that because I'm a brand futurist, I'm obsessed with human behavior. Really, branding is psychology, right? And I'm obsessed with just why people say yes to things and why they say no to things. And it's always been what I did in my career. And because of that, I'm always kind of like researching what's happening, not just in the market, but where socio-political and economic trends are, because that's what really influences consumer behavior and buying behavior. And so if you mix that with just that little comment from that executive at the time, that's kind of how it came to be. I love that. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'd love to know more about your master brand. Tell me more about this program because I'm intrigued. I love learning more about if you brand it, they will come. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's one of your taglines. So tell me more about this program. Well, one of the things I actually created master brand and actually even created a new company, the master brand Institute four and a half years ago after owning and still running a branding strategy company called Chemcom. And I saw a huge gap in the online education space, Alicia, for me. Now, you know, I came in and I noticed that a lot of people were being taught specific ways, like let's say it's a social media way, like Instagram to grow your business or 
teaching people how to do better in copywriting. And by the way, these are all good things, right? All of these elements sure. absolutely contribute to growing a business. But what I felt was missing was a deeper understanding of not just why you want people to love your brand, whether it's service or product based, and also the psychology behind the visionary, because the person who is the founder, people like you and me and people listening to your podcast right now, we are visionaries, right? And we want people to truly understand what we're doing, but we also frankly want them to be enrolled in our mission. So our job is to communicate our vision and enroll people into the mission, right? And so master brand is, of course, I'm biased, but you know, I hear this also from clients. It's a holistic way to look end to end on your brand strategy and the execution steps that are right for your business. Because I think that's the other issue I saw. There is a lot of blueprints out there like build a funnel or create how to create a webinar. And again, those elements are good, but they can cause a lot of confusion when you're trying to build your overall strategy as a business. And even if you're a solopreneur, if even if you're a one person show, right? You still have to have a strategy while you take action because otherwise you just, you, yeah, you're dark. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's kind of like the blind leading the blind and you're the blind Absolutely. one and you're leading yourself uh, kind of thing. And so <laughs> yeah. master brand is a five part framework, which comprises of archetypes, audience, aesthetics, amplification, and activation. So it covers the psychology, which is the archetypes of you and your audience. It covers the audience, which is their deepest and darkest desires. Then with those two components, I call the archetypes and the audience, the two sides of the coin that pays you as a business. Mm. Then you can develop aesthetics that are meaningful, not just to you, but your audience. Because a lot of times people think branding is about aesthetics, you know, logo, right. website, logo. all yeah. that stuff. And again, it's not that those things aren't good. It just, I think that people go into it thinking that's either the most important thing or they don't do the deeper work that create the aesthetics that actually pay off in the long term, short term and long term for them. And then amplification is actually about the mindset of the visionary. So it's kind of like, how do you perform well with also still like not killing yourself, right? Because yeah. we need our bodies in order to make that happen. And then finally, activation of the steps in the master brand. We teach you how to do both live events using webinars and actual workshops or seminars in person, which I know you're an expert in to make all of that happen. So mm -hmm. That's what makes Master Brown, I think, the program so different and why we get excited when people yeah, you know, play with us. It's definitely exciting. I've heard great things from this. That's why I wanted to ask you. Now, this is a great segue into your own events. So you definitely teach people how to incorporate live events. So tell me more about how would you talk to someone if they wanted to start their own live event, workshop, seminar, online summit? What would be like the first step that you would say that you need to do? Well, in the case of it, because I think it's different based on obviously the business that you have, but I'm going to use the businesses that we work with the most because I think it'll help put some rails around it. As you know, since you're an event expert, Alicia, you can create an event for anything, right? Demonstration, corporate sponsorship, it could be motivational, etc. So I want to define what the advice I'm about to give around a service-based entrepreneur who sells consulting, coaching, teaching, training, freelance yes. services or agency services. That's where I'm going to come from. Okay. So Absolutely. that group of entrepreneurs and service-based companies, one of the things that I see they're doing wrong, if I can be so bold to say. Oh, I love it. Is, be bold, Jen. Be bold. <laughs> yes. Is that they're actually creating an event for vanity purposes and they don't even know that they're doing that. Okay. They think 
they'll hear, oh, you should create an event to sell more of your program or your product or your services. And what they do is they pour so much money and time into making it look pretty. Now, it should look pretty. It should look on brand, right? But that's actually not the first step. Remember, in my process, even the Master Brand Method, we use the same elements in that method to architect a live event. So the first is, what is the offer that's in alignment with what your gifts, talents, skills, and expertise is in your business? And who, which is the audience piece, who do you need to actually show up? And if you focus on the offer and the who first, and you actually architect a strategy for that before you even plan the entire event out, you can actually give better direction to your event planner. You can give better direction to your team who runs the marketing to get people to the event. You can do a better job of creating an agenda that supports ultimately the offer that you'd like to make without it feeling skeezy or sleazy, right? Because in the agenda, you're also going to be teaching the framework that you want them to buy into, right? And making an incredible experience happen. And when you do that and you get clear on that, everybody who's helping you, all the people that you hire, first of all, are very clear and can support you better. And then they feel good about their life and their jobs, and then ultimately the people who come get a radically incredible experience, a huge breakthrough. And then ultimately your sales conversions go up. Uh, in fact, we've never had a client that has had less than 50% conversion of sales in the room, but we guarantee 30% when you use our system. And the last thing I want to say about that, it's really important to partner with people like you, Alicia, like people who are incredible at creating events and creating partner sponsorships and things like that because it allows them to create an experience in the room that supports the ultimate goal, which is obviously Absolutely. to serve the audience and to make money. Because if you're not there to make money, you're just burning holes in your pocket. And we don't oh, need that. Small businesses, we need cash flow. But I think the thing that's missing is a lot of people are either teaching people to sell in the back of the room and make it feel so wonky and crappy, like run to the back of the room. We only have seven spots and crap like that. <laughs> I've been to those events. <laughs> yes. We, I think we all have and we're all yeah. like traumatized from it. And that's definitely not the way to build a long-term trust, trusted brand with your audience and for people to refer people coming back and back and back again. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of in a nutshell how it works. Obviously there's more there, but last thing I want to say is that it needs to be customized for the business and the offer you have. If it's always just one blueprint, it doesn't work. It can, but it won't be as potent. And yes. I think that's what we're going for is potency and ROI and all those good things. All those fun words. Now, a lot of people always talk about this upsell offer. We just talked about back of the room sales and how do you position it so it's not salesy? You know what I mean? You said skeezy, sleazy, all those icky kind of words because clients come to me or people that want to host events, potential clients, and they said, I want to upsell this particular program that's the base of my entire event. And so what would you say to somebody that came to you? I know you kind of mentioned it, like obviously we have to look at the foundation and the goal of the event and exactly who your target is, but what would you say to those people? I would say that first of all, I want to define sales differently because I think it's a mindset shift. Okay. On our campus, we say sales is a dignified conversation between us and the audience that gives them what they said they want. Okay, that's a really important kind of mindset going in as somebody who's going to architect the event with an offer at the end. So if you know that you're going to make an elegant, dignified invitation that is in alignment with what you've taught, then people get to choose what I call in true choice, which means there's no ickiness because it's a clean yes or a clean no. And that's the goal of any event that has an offer. 
you want your audience to feel really clean. And that's my kind of terminology for there's no ick, right? It's like a clean yes. You know how some people are like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Mine's is if it's a clean yes. (laughs) I like that. Right? And meaning like what we help people do is architect the agenda and the experience in a way that makes the people decide cleanly that it's for them. That's, I think, the biggest opportunity in an event is looking at the agenda and the offer and asking yourself, how can I put them together inside of what I'm teaching such that they're like, gosh, of course I want to take this next step. Of course I don't want to be left without support. Because one of the things we say in our events and what we teach our clients to say, and I'll share it with all of you, is it's like the space shuttle, right? The most dangerous part of the space shuttle mission is not going into the atmosphere, it's returning. Okay. So you know what I mean? So even in your event, we have a responsibility as teachers, as trainers, as visionaries who put on live events, that when they return back to where they came from, whether it's home, their office, obviously both, if they leave without support, that's rough, right? But if they actually have support, which is something that we build into our agenda, like, hey, if you have support at home, here's ways to have conversations at home with your team, et cetera, then, and they feel supported, we're fine if they even don't buy. But what we notice is people buy because they're like, oh my gosh, I need this level of support. That's how elegant it can be. Instead of like, you only have seven spots and blah, blah, blah. There are certainly some urgency things we put in like, hey, it's true. If we sell out, we sell out of, let's say if it's a course or a program that we're personally doing with you, right? Then obviously we have a time scarcity or or capacity issues. But if it's something we know, like on a webinar, because a webinar is a live event online, right? And it should be live. I always tell people like when these these evergreen things, I'm like, it's never going to pay off as well as a live thing, but it can pay off, but it won't pay off as well. I say that it's all about saying and asking, honestly, if we were radically honest, do you have the support you need to get this implemented? Most people are going to say no, and it's not icky, right? That's just true. And so it's about the way you deliver it, right? And not making people feel shady or shameful in the exchange. Like, so again, dignified, elegant conversation and building in the strategy. So frankly, because again, I told you branding and marketing, it's psychology. So if you can build that into your agenda and your teaching, then they'll make the decision on their own and there's no skis or sleeves. So there's no sleeves. And I love that. I love that you said elegant and clean because I think we have to definitely redefine the way that back of the room sales is presented, especially at events, because it's horrifying to see you only have 10 seconds and then people put 10 seconds on the clock on the screen at the front of the room and people, it's just, it's that just enrages me. Uh, it enrages me and senses me. You know what that is? That's narcissistic yes. gaslighting. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're all in business listening to this podcast, I'm assuming, or people who are thinking about it, right? And I can tell you that you don't have to play that way to make great money and impact. Alicia, let's just like all link arms together and just demand that all of us will do things differently because that's 70s and 80s and early 90s way of selling. And it worked. And it still works, by the way, because narcissist leaders prey on the weak or prey on people's like deepest, darkest fears and desires. And my whole thing is like, I'm an adult, you're an adult, because I don't teach children inside of my my live events. (laughs) Don't either. (laughs) If you do, great. Now we have a different strategy there, obviously. So it's like, I'm an adult, you're an adult. Let's let's operate as adults. So your event, you just had one just recently. I know you've had probably a few, but what is kind of the secret? Because this is the question we get asked all the time. What is the quote unquote secret to filling the room or to getting Mm. those butts in seats, the coveted ticket sales? 
Do you have any advice on that? I honestly would say that filling the room is the most difficult of all the things, right? I, I'm just going to say it out loud. It's true. And so we have obviously tested and tried a lot of things. So I'll share a couple of things that work for us. The first is, actually, I want to jump off what you just said, that this is the era of trust. At the timing of this recording, we're moving into the 2020 decade, right? And the 2020 decade, we're moving out of the decade of innovation, even though innovation is a given now. It's the status quo. It's not like, ooh, it's new. It's here, right? AI and automation are here to stay and outsourcing to Asia are here to stay. So (laughs) we're moving into, into the era of trust because people have been effed over, right? Frankly, like it's so confusing. So many times. Right. On one hand, technology has been obviously a gift and a blessing, right? It's kind of like, cool, it's more convenient. We have access to more information than we've ever had. But at the same time, we are obese with information. And so much so it gets us confused on who to choose. And that's what's causing, that's kind of like the meta situation that's causing, it's getting harder and harder to get people to come into rooms. But the opportunity is that because trust is the word, I even said like if 2020 had a name, her name would be trust. Okay. Mm -hmm. The way for people to trust you as a visionary and the people that you're working with is to show up in person because they want to see that they're working with a real live human being that isn't manufacturing content in a way to manipulate. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so to get butts and seats, you have to show up online too. That's why we say online and offline integration is the key that you're a real person, right? And even if you're nervous and scared to show up live, it's necessary because of there's so many messages. The other concept is that I call it the race to the bottom, not the race to the top. So what that means is you're actually, if you have an offer you want to make a sales offer, better to get less people in the room than to have more. Having more is not better, okay? Our goal always for us and our clients is to get qualified adults into the room who are decision makers in their business. And so we focus on that in our messaging and our content and what we promise in the agenda pre the event. So for me, the sweet spot for a workshop is anywhere between 75 and 125 people, okay, in our system. Now, we've supported people like Steve Harvey, who's a media mogul and the own network to have like hundreds of people in the room. And you can do that. But if you are a visionary who wants to make a great income, honestly, like between even up to a million dollars a year, having 75 to 125 is kind of the sweet spot. Because in that, you can create intimacy still, right? Anything over that, it's now it feels like, ooh, there's so many people here. Yes. And there's a lot of introverts who come to live events because they're- A lot of them. Connect. Totally. But if you say it's like a 500-person event, it's overwhelming for the senses for them. And the funny thing is, is a lot of people don't believe me, but I'm an introvert too. And I'm- <laughs> No, I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I know. And I think the reason is, is when I believe that, I believe, I actually don't believe in introvert or extrovert, but I'll use the term. I believe that if you are speaking and about something that you're passionate passionate about, you show up as an extrovert. And if you aren't, you show up as an introvert. I think that's true. And so for me, I'm talking about something I love, which is helping people like make impact through these means. So I sound like I'm extroverted, but I actually am very careful about the environments that I'm in. And and those people are making those decisions. So to get people into that room, you have to kind of show them what it means to them versus like trying to market an agenda. Okay. So that's the first thing. Second thing is you can create, and I love that you said that the live events are the new funnel. Hell yeah. Like that's all I can say. (laughs) And here's the funny thing is that people you admire online, watch and see if they have a live event they do. The likelihood is yes, they do. 
but they market everything they sell as online stuff, but they make more money offline than they do online. Just watch for it, okay? Or people are, that are hitting a plateau online, they implement an offline thing because it always makes you more money. So to get people into the room, just to kind of wrap up on that, we use a funnel that's called a self-liquidating funnel. So I don't know if you guys have implemented this in your business, Alicia, but basically it's a way for people to come for lower price and then they basically in the funnel help them decide on whether they really want to come or not, which looks like you're going to give them online training that they pay for and say, look, if you come to the live event, we're actually going to give you all of this. And so we have an entire like online funnel that we teach people how to get people into the room and also self-liquidate without sponsorship. If you don't have the brand that can get sponsorship, it's a great way to offset your costs and go in neutral so that everything you make above that is paid for. So that's what we do to get people into the room. Yeah, and that's a great point. I love that. There's other entrepreneurs I work with that they come to the event for a dollar and if you love the event based on the agenda and the content that we will reimburse you or we will only charge you $50 or something or $150. Exactly. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Yep. But that's exactly Absolutely. it. And you can add it to different programs and you can incorporate it in masterminds or group things that you have. So, I mean, it's just what works for you. I think a lot of the clients come to me and they're like, there's so many different ways to do events. And I'm like, yes, there is. But what works for you and your business is going to be the most important. <laughs> so mm-hmm. position it for you and your brand and what works. Tell us more about, I guess, your next series of events. What are you going to be targeting in 2020? Every year we do what we call our master brand accelerator. So it's basically taking the curriculum from Master Brown, the online program, and teaching it live and in a deeper way, especially around the concepts of storytelling and sales and enrollment. So we have that every fall in the San Francisco Bay Area where I'm headquartered. And then we're going to have a few more things because I also have a podcast as well called Femfluence Radio. And in 2020, we're looking to do our first event because I've gotten so many requests from listeners to gather women together. And so we don't have a date for that yet. We're working on it. We have those events coming up. And then we have a number of events that we partner with our clients on like Unfair Advantage Live and 1K One Day Live. These are two events that we are partners in and we actually support those visionaries and architecting those events. And if you ever want to go to a PR event, Unfair Advantage Live is great. If you ever want to go to a business foundations event, 1K One Day Live, is great. And then I go to a lot of events as kind of speaking on these topics. So like the Archangel community, etc. So you can see me or meet me at one of those. I'd love to meet any of you at any of those events. Jen is a great, you're a great speaker. I think oh, one of thanks. the best speakers I've seen. Wow. Um, thanks. Yeah, no, I think it's, you're just really captivating. So if you definitely have the opportunity to see Jennifer live, then go and do it. If you go to her events, I mean, it's a wealth of knowledge. Honestly, it's one of these events where you have to be in just notebook taking, listening. <laughs> Don't even go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, Stay in the room. That. That's such a compliment. I'm so grateful. Oh, thank you, Alicia. Let me say you're welcome because it's true. How can we buy tickets? How can we learn more about you if people are interested in attending your event? Is it live yet? It is. It's live. So you can go to masterbrandaccelerator.com. And definitely we'd love to have your community come, especially if you want to learn more how to use online and offline strategies to grow a live event business, or you're helping other clients do that. The people you'll also meet in our events, because those are the people obviously that want to do live events. So they're looking for 
resources and support. So it's a win-win. So Masterbrand Accelerator is happening in fall 2020. I don't want to mess up the dates. So just go to that page. The dates are all there. The information on how to sign up is there. And honestly, so to come, it's not that bad. I would suggest going to VIP level with it because you get an extra training yeah, day with me. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the wealth of information and knowledge you shared with us today. And I can't wait to see you again. Our paths always cross somewhere somehow. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be bumping so into much. you in the bathroom or at another Archangel event in the near future. hundred percent. I can't wait. Thanks, Alicia, for having me. Thank you, Jennifer. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.